My friends, Happy New Year. Um, today, the church celebrates the solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God, um, that Our Lady truly can be called the Mother of God, and that this is a uh, implication of the incarnation, of what we celebrate at Christmas. This is the octave day of Christmas. We've been celebrating Christmas for these last eight days. And so um, that as the octave of Christmas concludes, uh, that we, we honor Our Lady in a special way as the Mother of God and what that means for what we receive, the gift that we received at Christmas. I know I, I maybe even used this example last year, but um, that it's kind of like we, we received a gift at Christmas. I think I used it over the weekend too. Um, but that we received a gift at Christmas of the Incarnation, but then it takes time to really unpack what that means and how that fits into our life. And just like normal gifts, they take time to kind of break in and get used to and find space for and all that. So the gift of the Incarnation, in a much larger way, um, we have to unpack it and understand it and go over it again and again and again uh, and really ponder it. And so this mystery of the Incarnation and that Mary can rightly be called the Mother of God. Now, how is that? How can Mary be called the Mother of God? Well, there was a, a heresy in the early church called Nestorianism, um, which wanted to say that Jesus was two persons, um, divine and human person with a divine and human nature. And that is not Catholicism. That's not Christianity. That's not the reality of what happened. Nestorius is a heretic. That, uh, and that because of this, what he wanted to say is that Mary is only the mother of the human person, Jesus, but you can't call her the mother of God. That's ridiculous. And so he was teaching that and he was condemned at the Council of Ephesus. And it's at the Council of Ephesus that Mary was proclaimed um, the mother of God, Theotokos in Greece, that she, in Greek. She is the mother of God because Jesus Christ is one person, one divine person with a divine and human nature. Person answers the question, who? Nature answers the question, what? So, who? Jesus. What? Well, God. Who? Jesus. What? Man. He is 100% God and 100% man. One person, though. Uh, and that this is the mystery of what's called the hypostatic union. That in the one person of Christ are united the human and divine natures. Without mixing, without overshadowing each other, without... Um, confusing them, um, but that they are united in the one divine person, the human and divine nature. Then, more theology on a nice New Year's morning, particularly if you're up partying late, um, then what we have is called the communication of idioms, which means that whatever you can say of one of the natures, you can say of the person who possesses that nature. So you can say that Jesus is God, um, Jesus is divine. Jesus is omnipotent. Uh, you could also say Jesus grew up because he's a human being. He grew up. You could say that Jesus um, loved um, with, a, with a human will, um, that you can say that he also loved with a divine will. You could say all these things. Because of that, Jesus is God. Mary is the mother of Jesus. Therefore, Mary is the mother of God. And that it's not somehow unbefitting to God to call Mary the mother of God. She's not the mother of the divine nature of God. Absolutely not. But she is the mother of the person who is both God and man. A hundred percent. 
Now, what is this? That, that's good theology. You should go study that and learn that more because it's very important. This is how we say that God suffers because God, Jesus is God and Jesus suffered for us. This is how we say God died. How can you possibly say God died? God did die because Jesus is God and Jesus really, truly died upon the cross. And so this is important Christology. This is good theology. You should all learn it. Um, it's important to know. What the problem comes when we don't like the theology or we get nervous about the theology and that we want to water it down. That's what Nestorius wanted to do. He wanted to water it down. Let's woo, you can't say Mary's the mother of God. You gotta be able to say she's just the mother of the human person, Jesus, who's united to a divine person, Jesus, as if Jesus is two persons. Um, that's ridiculous. No, he wanted to water down the truth of the gift. Similarly, another heretic, Arius, um, wanted to say Jesus isn't really God, he's just special or adopted. And even the semi-Arians want to say, well, he's like God, but he's not exactly God. And we say no in the creed. Consubstantial with the Father. That word, consubstantial, homoousius in Greek. That's a word that, like, huge debates were over. Why? Because we want to wa- people want to water it down sometimes and say, no, Jesus is like God, but he's not really God, right? Or he's just special and he's adopted. Or you can't say Mary's the mother of God. And that, when we water down our theology, if you want to water down theology, you want a good recipe for just being wrong, water down theology. It's the easiest way to just go totally wrong and be a heretic, uh, to just water it down. And that happens so much because we don't want the full truth of what we believe. We want to take an easier route. We want, and that happens as well with then how we live the Christian life. That we sometimes want to water down how we live the Christian life. No, we really don't have to live it all the way. We don't have to love God above all things. We don't really have to live this um, and the, what our Lord talks about. And oh, particularly the moral teaching of the church. No, we don't really mean that. Absolutely not. We totally do. A hundred percent. We don't water down the doctrinal teaching and we don't water down the moral teaching. Rather, we keep trying to raise up, rise up through the grace of God. We want to be uh, elevated to that level. We want to be elevated to being able to live what the gospel commands. We're going to fall short, absolutely. Um, but like I said on Sunday, we don't change the definition of a sin because I sin. You know, no. Rather, you say, no, I sin. I fall short. But that doesn't change, change that what I did is a sin. You don't say, oh, no, it's really not. because blah, 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 blah. No, 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 it is. Uh, but I fall short. And so I go to confession, right? And so that's with each of us. We don't water down the teaching of our faith. We don't try to explain it away. Rather, we live it in all of its intensity. We live it in all of its fullness, in all of its beauty. That's the Christian life. Anything else is just a lie and it's not worth our time. We need to really live deeply and beautifully uh, the truth of our faith, the doctrinal truths. We need to love them and the moral truths. And then today on this New Year's Day, on this celebration of Our Lady, the Mother of God, um, Mary gives us a beautiful example. How do we do this? What's the, what's the way to do this? We hear that when the, angels not, when the shepherds came and announced what the angels had said, all who heard it were amazed by what was told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart or pondering them in her heart. That she kept these things and she, she pondered them. She reflected upon them. 
That we, with the truths of our faith, the doctrinal truths, the moral truth, the heights to which we're called as Christians, that we need to take these things and we need to ponder them. We need to reflect upon them. We really need to, um, we really need to go deep and dive into them. And, and slowly, uh, I, I heard a talk about spiritual reading a couple weeks ago where somebody said, your spiritual reading, which I know we talked about the plan of life, it's not about how many books you can get through. It's about how many books can get through to you. That it's our, our, as we study the truths of the faith. I, met, I surpassed my Goodreads goal this past year. Um, I read 50 books in 2020. Um, pandemic can do things, a lot of good things for a busy priest. Um, but I, you know, I want to read less next year, uh, this upcoming 2021, this year. Um, because it's not about how many books you can get through on Goodreads, as nice as it is to brag about it. Um, but rather, it's about how many can get through to you. How can we ponder them? How can we reflect upon them in our heart? Not just get them done to finish them, but Mary takes these things and she ponders them in her heart. And so we should actually make a, goal, a good goal um, that we're going to study some theology and we're going to read scripture. We're going to do our spiritual reading. But not just to get it done and rack up the numbers of books, but rather that we take it and we ponder it and we consider it slowly. That'd be a great New Year's resolution to ponder the truths of the faith, to pick one or two theology books, you know, um, of all those that would be available, and just to slowly, over the course of 2021, read them and consider them. And if it's only reading a paragraph a day, but really taking time to consider it, to think about it, to pray with it, that would be an incredible New Year's resolution. So we need to follow the example of our mother so we can learn the truths of our faith and we can learn the moral truths to which we're called to live, uh, that we don't water them down, but that we keep them in our hearts. We ponder them, we reflect them. So we ask our mother to pray for us today on this feast of uh, calling her the mother of God. She truly is um, the Theotokos, the mother of God. And so we ask Our Lady, um, Mary, the mother of God, to pray for us and to help us to always consider the truth of the incarnation of her son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.